0: Kenzie Berry, Environmental Education and Communications Coordinator, and I'm here with Cindy Spilnik, our Conservation Technician, and we're going to do a little bit of story time. Cindy, you're out in the field a lot, spending a lot of time out there. Of course, you're going to be walking along and come along some wildlife. So, Cindy, tell us some of your encounters with wildlife that you've seen in our district.
1: Well, one day I was going out to one of my farm ponds that we had just built, and I was walking through a bean field, and I didn't know deer scream. <laughs> But I almost stepped on a little buck, and I screamed, he screamed, <laughs> and he ran off. Uh, another time inspecting a dam, a coworker and I were walking through tall grass. And all of a sudden my coworker screamed. <laughs> and it was because he almost stepped on a, a little fawn was laying in the grass, but hidden in in the grass. But the fawn got up and ran off. We never did see the mom, but deer, we find deer quite often in the fields or they'll just run through. We'll be surveying and all of a sudden you'll just look up and there's deer running through, or you'll hear (laughs) rustling at the edge of the field and wonder what the world that is. But mostly deer is what I've seen.
0: And then are there ever animals you encounter where you think, I'm going to go get back in the truck and wait for this animal to be done and then finish my work?
1: I've done that with a badger. I've always heard their mean, so... Yeah. I did see a badger wallowing through the field, so I went ahead and got in my truck and waited. I think I ate my lunch while I waited for <laughs> him to go away. And another time, there were two of us working in the field, staking terraces. And it was in a wheat field. It was a hot summer day. And all of a sudden, there comes a skunk walking through the field. <laughs> we picked up and went on the other side of the field where the skunk was, and then we went back to where we were earlier. <laughs> yes, those, those two animals I will avoid. I have not
0: seen... No mountain there lions? No
1: mountain lions, People talk about them, but I have never seen never one seen out them.
0: there. And how about snakes?
1: Yeah, I don't like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> snakes and mice. We see a lot of mice in oh, fields. Yeah. Neither one are my favorites. So.
0: And I'm sure you've seen hawks. I know you mentioned to me before you, you've seen some bald eagles.
1: Correct. One year we were driving on the east part of the county, and I think it was about this time of year, February, March, and there was trees just full of eagles. We counted at least 30 of them, all wow. uh, different sizes right. and ages. But it was near the river too, the Missouri River, so that's probably why they were all there.
0: Cindy, you touched on this a little bit and I think it's very interesting. You've been with the NRD out in the Weeping Water NRCS office for 30 years now. Correct. And things have changed a lot. Since your first day 30 years ago, to especially technology-wise, do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you've had to learn to adapt to the differing circumstances right. and, and technology and pieces of equipment?
1: Like I said, it's been a big change from using an instrument where you're handwriting everything down to using a instrument that you go out to the field with a gps for example the job i was surveying a couple days ago i was shooting off towers in tarkio missouri pawnee city and omaha and i'm here just outside of Louisville. so it's kind of amazing that my technology can reach that far to help get true ground elevations and that's what we're working with now before we would put a wooden stake in the ground, we'd call it Elevation 100 and do everything off of that. Now everything's to the real world. We're working with 1,200 feet above right. sea level and right. so forth. So, Yes, it's really changed. And then since we got the new technology, the programs we use to design terraces are very data hungry. They want a lot of information. It's really amazing how, like I said, talked about before, the smart dozers where we can just give the designs to the contractor and he puts it in his dozer and can build it without a flag in the ground. They don't need flags anymore if they don't want them. Farmers, on the other hand, it's hard for them to understand what's going to be, but we can take them to our desk and show them on the computer we have a map an aerial photo we can lay the terraces on that and they can see exactly what it's going to look like and i had a farmer just tell me the other day he says well yeah i understand this because i know my field very well so i know what you're saying how this is going to look it's really changed (laughs) things how how we've done from back 30 years ago to now
0: So Cindy, I know that your boot's on the ground, you spend some time in the office helping with conservation practices, and then you spend quite a bit of time out in the field. And I want to talk a little bit about weather, because obviously uh, what happens with the weather affects the way you can work in the field. And, And you mentioned the winter of 2018? Correct. So do you want to talk a little bit more
1: about that? Yes, everybody knows that the bomb cycle came in early spring of 2019, but we also had a lot of snow in the fall through winter. We did very little projects. I think that was my worst year ever for reporting anything done. But after the bomb cycle hit, the county was approved for Emergency Conservation Program Monies, ECP. So as being a team player, I went out and looked at the sites that we needed to where farmers and landowners applied for some assistance to help fix up their fields back to pre-flooding, pre-storm conditions. We looked at terraces that had broken through, waterways that were damaged from excessive rain coming through them. Also, tile outlets were blown out, taken out of the fields because it was just so much water. One thing that did surprise me: fields that had some little streams in there, dead limbs and pieces of trees and so forth. So all of that we went and looked at, filled out the reports for the Farm Service Agency, which is a sister agency to NRCS. They were able to get these people some money to help clean up, clean up and the, the effects, right, right, and restore back to original what it was before the storm.
0: Because I think, as you think about it, you know, we had all that snow on the ground, and the ground was still. Frozen. Frozen. And then the rain started, and we had so much rain that, of course, it makes sense hearing about the flooding going on, but it makes sense that it would be doing damage in a lot of the farms and hurting some of those conservation practices that have been put on the ground. So it's good to hear there was assistance to go out and help and identify that.
1: And every year, if we have big storms, that's what brings the people in to sign up for conservation work because things get destroyed, and it seems like we're getting
0: more of those big storms every year. Cindy, thank you for the great story time today. I laughed. I really enjoyed it and learning more about the weather and wildlife and how it affects your job. Thank you.